listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to episode number 204. We had a shocking return by a familiar face at the end of AAW Pro's Red Hot Windy City Classic. We'll preview Rocket Pro Wrestling and Power Entertainment shows. And we have a new AEW champion and now know the identity of the devil. And we welcome back the master of Team Alfonso Dojo as he works his way back from shoulder surgery. He recently returned at Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground. He's the self-proclaimed best around... Alfonso Gonzalez. You'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Oh, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. (laughs) Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam Podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are as rudely, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast. Check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Back here on Windy City Slam podcast. I hope everybody had a great holiday season leading into 2024. And this past weekend, I went and saw the Iron Claw. I finally got to see it. It was a really deep and touching story of the Von Erichs. It's a story we were kind of familiar with over the years with the triumphs and the tragedies of the Von Erichs and world-class championship wrestling. But this film was really, really good. Obviously a sad and depressing story in many ways, but also a really good telling of that story. And I definitely recommend it to wrestling fans everywhere. And being a guy who grew up on world-class championship wrestling back in the 80s, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Highly recommended. All right, AEW World's End was this past Saturday night, December the 30th. And I'm just going to touch upon some of the main matches from the show for the TNT Championship, a no-disqualification match, Adam Copeland pins Christian Cage to win the TNT Championship in an old-school battle of E versus E, Edge versus Christian from back in the day. But after the match, Christian Cage pins Adam Copeland to regain the title 
after Christian immediately invokes the title shot earned by Killswitch, formerly known as Luchasaurus, on the pre-show. Now, Killswitch won a battle royal, won that right, and obviously his mind is controlled by Christian, and Christian was able to use that title shot to regain it back from his old buddy, Adam Copeland. And in the Continental Classic Final for the inaugural American Triple Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston pins John Moxley. And in the main event AEW World Championship, Samoa Joe defeats MJF by technical submission, ending MJF's over one-year-long reign as AEW Champion. After the match, Adam Cole reveals himself to be the devil, and Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, Roderick Strong, and Wardlow unmasked and attacked MJF and left him laying. Hmm, not sure what to think about the whole devil and his crew thing. I mean, you had a feeling it might have been Adam Cole in a way. I mean, a couple of other guys too that were bandied about. Sammy Callahan was brought up. Jungle Boy Jack Perry was brought up. I think this was an okay reveal. I mean, somewhat underwhelming to some. I guess we're just going to have to see how the upcoming weeks and months are told in this story. And also, it was a way for MJF to be written off as he has the injury. And apparently, he is staying put right now with AEW because everybody was talking about 2024, the year of MJF's free agency. But I think he quietly resigned a number of weeks ago. And Tony Khan, I guess, would not address that during the, during the post-event media scrum. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens over the next few weeks. And this past Saturday night, December the 30th, AAW Pro presented Windy City Classic 18 at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn. To open the show, we had the ladder match to determine the number one contender for the AAW Heritage Championship. And Joe Alonzo with Chuck Smooth, and yes, with Chuck Smooth, he had a big part to play in this match, defeats Solomon Tupu, Joey Dijad Avalon, Conan Lycan, Human Highlight Isaiah Moore, and Dante Leon. Moore was about to grab the contract, but Smooth, channeling his inner James Ellsworth, climbs the ladder, distracts Isaiah Moore, and Alonzo was able to steal the victory. Next up, Cole Aloxamana and Kelly's came out as heels. That's Cole's dark Koa personality, which he's shown here and there at various companies, and he introduced primetime Anthony Katina to face Ren Jones, and Jones was fresh off his loss to AAW champion Davey Vega last month. Ren Jones pinned Anthony Katina, and after the match, in a backstage segment, Cohen Callies bullied referee Jeremy Tillema, and Katina Cohen Callies blamed Tillema for Katina's loss. And then we had Gary J pinning David Ali, who was subbing for Silas Young after a rolling elbow. In a very exciting and thrilling six-woman tag team match, Shaza McKenzie, Missa Kate, and Shelly the Bombshell Benson defeat the trio of Maggie Lee, Heather Reckless, and AAW Women's Champion Sierra when McKenzie pinned Reckless and held her tights after Missa Kate shoved Reckless off the top rope. And then we had the Battle of the Beef, one called Manders pinning heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman after a devastating lariat. Six-man tag team match, we had the team of champions, the AAW tag team champions, Rush Jones and Schaff, and AAW heritage champion, Levi Everett, defeat the Bravo family of Sabotage, Sean Logan, Big Beef, Narles Garvin, and Hartenbauer, when Everett pinned Logan, following a doomsday device headbutt by Levi Everett. Robert Eagle Anthony defeats Chico Suave via submission with the crossface, and 
Robert E. Gwyneth once again proving to be one of the best heels in the Chicagoland area. People just hate him and he just knows how to kind of rankle the fans and just annoy them and with his promo ability, with his in-ring work. People love to hate Robert Ego Anthony. And after the match, Anthony attempted to execute the concerto to Chico until Gary J made the save. And in the main event for the AAW Heavyweight Championship, Davey Vega pins Mance Warner, and the pin occurred after Warner's sometimes partner, one call Manders of the Second Gear Crew, accidentally nailed Warner with a lariat. And afterward, Vega and the Bravo family said there was no one left to beat. And on cue, the gunslinger Matt Fitchett, the former AAW champion and Vega's besties in the world tag team partner, returns after a lengthy absence to the shock and awe of the crowd. The next AAW show is February the 23rd, back at the Berwyn Eagles Club for AAW Legacy, the 20th anniversary event, with Sierra defending the AAW Women's Championship versus Queen Amanada. Alright, coming up this weekend, Friday, January the 5th, Mondo Lucha live from the Cooper Ridge in Milwaukee, and then Saturday, January the 6th, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Resolution at St. Joseph Park in Joliet. And as part of the show, Shelley will announce the new co-general manager who will share the duties with Damian Saint. In a two-on-one handicap match, the Kings of the Six, Devin August, and the Canadian anarchist Skylar Reed, with Jay Beck the Paycheck, take on the King of the North, Gunner Brave. And in a tag team match, Hartenbauer and Buck Nasty Bucky Collins versus those damn coyotes Brooks Berna and Damian Deshane. And the winner of this match will have an inside track at the RPW Tag Team Championship. For the RPW Intercounty Championship, the suburban German Joseph Von Jager defends in a triple threat match against Aztec Ammunition, Jesus DeSafio, and the Ryan Matthews who will be accompanied by Jay Beck, the paycheck. And for the RPW Outer Limits Championship, a battle of the Coyotes, the wild child Connor Hopkins defends against former RPW heavyweight champion, Old Evil, Christian Rose. And in a fatal four-way, where the winner becomes the number one contender for the RPW Championship, previous Windy City Slam podcast guests are all in this match, all over it, Shaq Jordan, Eric Schultz, the Hawaiian hitman Koaloxamana with galleys, and the master of the Chicago bear hug, Steve Michaels. That's one I'm really, really looking forward to. And then for the RPW Championship, the Dreambreaker, Aaron Stone, defends against Maximus Orion. And in the main event, the RPW Tag Team Championships, the final level of Shogun Chris Logan and All Day Marche Rocket defend against Team Death Grip, the veteran team of Paulie Tomaselli and the human highlight reel Acid. Saturday night, January the 6th, Powell Entertainment presents New Year's Beatings at the American Legion in Fox Lake. On the show, we'll have Eric Freedom and psychotic Jimmy Blaze. Then they'll be on hand for autographs and pictures with the fans. In addition, Jimmy Blaze also has a huge announcement for the POW Entertainment fanbase. 
We also have Hot Seat with Nicholas H. and his guest, the new POW Heavyweight Champion, Kazile. For the POW Midwest Championship, Acid Jazz of the Reckoning with Chris Hedford in a triple threat match will defend that title against Yanni GQ and Axel Rico. POW Tag Team Championship sees the Irish Pub Army defend against two members of the Reckoning with Chris Hedford. And now when Chris was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he did not reveal which two members of the Reckoning will challenge for those titles. It could be any one of the five members of that faction, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And in a great one-on-one affair, we have It's Your Boy, Mason Perks, taking on Mateo Valentine. In a women's match, we'll have Amina Belmont taking on Shelly the Bombshell. Trog the Caveman faces Tommy McCobb. In a grudge match, we have Axel Abrayo facing frontman Jay Scutt with Tiny in his corner. Tag team action sees the Brothers of Funstruction against the top Latinos. And in another excellent match, maybe a kind of underwhelming promotion for this one, but it's going to be a hell of a match, Will Emery taking on the sharpshooter, James Creed. That should be terrific as well, and this whole card looks great. And then, also Saturday night, January the 6th, we have Midwest Championship Wrestling's Fire on 5th in Peru. And this show features former WWE superstar Brian Kendrick taking on nasty Nick Nolan. Plus, you're going to see Heather Reckless, Conan Lycan, Sabotage Sean Logan, AMB, and Ethan Everhart. Alright, coming up next, our special guest this week, the master of Team Alfonso Dojo, Alfonso Gonzalez. Stay tuned. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. You can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. Back here on Windy City Slam, a New Year's edition. And we have a special guest returning. We welcome back the master of Team Alfonso Dojo as he works his way back from shoulder surgery back in early part of 2023. He recently returned at Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground. He's the self-proclaimed best around, Alfonso Gonzalez. Alfonso, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Miguel. Thank you for having me back. You know, I know you were telling me you needed a, a big star, you know, for your first episode of this new year, and you could have picked anybody bigger. And the one and only member and leader and founder of Team Alfonso, Alfonso Gonzalez. So I'm happy to be here, Mike. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the shoulder surgery and, and that. You didn't wrestle a match for over a year as you're recovering from that shoulder surgery you had in early 2023. So is it true what they say about ring rust? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I didn't believe that really. It's something that you kind of needed to experience, but it is 100% true. Because in my mind, I was thinking the whole time I was out, like all I would think about was wrestling because I was more focused on not losing like the ring rust up here mentally. Mm -hmm. And then I got it. But then once you come back from, you know, a a shoulder surgery or any surgery, it's like your mind might say yes, but your body might say no, like Mm -hmm. avoid certain movements or certain, you know, activities for a while. But, you know, it's just something you got to get over over time. You know, repetition is key. Get as many reps in as you can until you're not even thinking about it, really. So the mind was ahead of the body, so to speak. Yeah, I think in other words, I'm, I think I'm just dumb, really. You know, I'm just like, yeah, who cares? There's one shoulder surgery. Let's get right back at it. And my body's like, oh, we'll slow down. Maybe, maybe, maybe take it a little easier, you know? Yeah, the heart was willing, but the body wasn't, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. I got a heart of a lion, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So during your time out of the ring, you were still a presence at freelance and freelance underground doing some broadcasting and, and other behind the scenes stuff. So you do some entertaining promo videos. Do you feel that broadcasting was a natural fit for you? That's a good question. Honestly, I don't know if it was natural. It's always something I wanted to do and getting the opportunity to do it. You know, I couldn't be more grateful that I was able to try it and Obviously, you know, there's some learning curves whenever you try something new. But uh, from what people told me, they seem to enjoy it. They said I did a good job. There's things I wish I could have done better, maybe switched up. Uh, for the most part, I had a blast, you know. And as long as as long as long Booker Man's happy, you know, I'm happy too. So, Yeah, I'm one of those guys when I was a kid. I used to love tape recording my baseball video games in the 80s and 90s, whether it was Atari or Nintendo, uh-huh. I would provide my own commentary. It wasn't always the greatest, but it was a lot of fun to kind of relive all that. So was that oh, something? No, for sure. Yeah. Was that something that you you did at all when you were younger, kind of pretend calling wrestling or sports or something like that? Yeah, no, when I would definitely for sure when I would play with uh, my wrestling figures, I would be doing commentary when I did it. You know, man, high school was crazy. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do it in high school. I swear. But yeah, no, that's definitely something I did. And I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's why I always wanted to do broadcasting for a wrestling show. I thought I had like experience in my even though I was just playing with dolls, you know. With the promos that you've done and how you speak during those promos, did it just come naturally or was that something you worked at? It's definitely something I had to work on. Again, you know, your mind being ahead of where your body is. Some people, myself included, might think it be it might be, you know, easy to just set up a camera, say certain things. And, you know, post it, edit it, you're all done. Uh, but my first couple promos, obviously a few of them, like pacing of my of my words was an issue. Like volume level was an issue. Body movement was a big issue. That's probably the one that I'm still working on the most is feeling present in the moment. Because sometimes you're so focused on saying words, you're just like, you know, just like saying them, not really thinking about what you're doing. And then you look back and you're just standing there like a statue, no emotion on the face or anything. Uh, So, you know, it's like repetition is key, just like in the ring, just like outside of the ring, you know, you need to get the reps. You can get the, you know, work on your form, work on your skills, whatever you need to work on, really. 
Here's the question I've been waiting to ask for a while. So how is the team Alfonso Dojo? I'm still waiting to hear about some new recruits. Oh, it's great. As far as recruits, I, in a certain way, I treat every match like a tryout, whether they want to try out or not. As far as I've been able to tell, everybody I beat is not qualified because they couldn't last with me. They couldn't go toe-to-toe with Alfonso Gonzalez. And everybody that beat me cheated and got lucky, so they're disqualified from joining the team. So as of now, it's just me training with myself, which honestly I'm used to. At this rate, I'm the only person that can keep up with myself, so I have to keep it at a team of one. If I had to think of anybody that came close to joining, might be when I wrestled Coda in a scramble, but that was just because I was so scared of him because I thought he was going to shoot or stab me. So I was almost going to be like, oh, yeah, you could join, you could join. Like, I don't have any money on me, please. <laughs> got to watch out and for that like, shank. Oh, yeah, that shank. You know, you should use that shank and, like, poke the back of his head. He's got, like, a giant bump on his head. It's weird. I think he's just born like that, but, you know, it's whatever. Didn't you have a, a brief alliance with Kylie Ray too? Oh, yeah, that was way, way back. I'm trying to think what year. might have been 2021. Uh, she's, I think as of now might be the only person I let in and she really like only lasted one month before she did something that pissed me off and I kicked her out. Yeah. It's been a while. I mean, time flies. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Looking back, getting all these like Facebook memories or whatever. And it's like, oh, two years, three years ago. I'm like, oh my goodness. It feels like it's been like a couple months. And, and I was like, we're still on Facebook. It's know. so weird. <laughs> Little. The funny thing about Kylie is, and I was talking about this on last week's episode with new freelance Ruskin Academy student Shaq Jordan, was the fact mm-hmm. that Kylie was still rolling around practically at nine months pregnant. I, I, just an amazing talent just to be able to do that. A hundred percent. She, I know we've had our differences in the past, but she is 100% like on a different level compared to other people, you know, wrestling right now. And honestly, like, I feel like there's been a kind of a change in the freelance product not for better for I, I say for better not for worse you know because obviously the fans are still coming out and supporting us but like if you look at the roster it's changed so much and the mm-hmm. types of matches we're getting too but one thing like the shows haven't suffered because of it one thing i do miss is having kylie on those shows because i feel like she just brings so much to every match she's on so much to the show in general entirely uh but that's the only nice thing i'll say about her <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your returns for Freelance and Freelance Underground. So in Freelance, you've been in a couple of scrambles since your return. And in Freelance Underground, back in Joliet in November, you had a win versus El Torero. So it appears that you're regaining some of that momentum you had prior to that surgery. Yeah, you know, I I was doing very well ahead of my uh, time off, personally, for the goals I set for myself, personally. I feel like I was doing... Uh, really well kind of taking things off the list one by one by one so it's unfortunate that i had to you know stop to you know focus on recovery and get better but now you know i don't want to get ahead of myself i'm taking things kind of day by day you know we had two scrambles i didn't win but i didn't get pinned so i didn't lose you know first singles match back back in freelance underground the last show of the year underground ran one-on-one with one of the uh, the best at Freelance Underground, uh, El Torero. Beat him clean in the center of the ring. One, two, three, no cheating, no nothing. You know, so it was kind of a reintroduction of Team Alfonso at Freelance Underground. And then there was that fun interaction between you and Wind Dragon at that December scramble. So what was that like? <laughs> oh, man. 
that wind dragon guy. I don't know. I don't know if it was like the actual wind or some kind of demon sorcery, but I don't know how he was able to dodge my signature weapon, which is a fist to the ball sack. I, I don't know how he saw that coming. Normally it works. Uh, and then he used some like some like voodoo or something and like hit me and I, I felt my soul leave my body for a second. But that wind dragon guy, they loved him there. They love Wind Dragon. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him back at Freelance. But if he does, I'll be prepared. I'm not going to let that fly. We talked a little bit about the evolution of Freelance just a couple minutes ago. And I want to go ahead and bring this up. There's been a crop of some younger talent coming through the ranks under the Freelance banner as of late, such as guys like Robbie Reeves and Stone mm. Rose and Reagan Lydale. So what are your thoughts on them? Reagan. I've, I've actually wrestled Reagan a few times. I believe it was Hot Sauce Fest 2022 in Juliet. I beat Reagan Lydell in front of her family. It was so funny. Her mom was crying. And I'm like, you're like 80. Why are you crying? This is pathetic. Don't blame the hot sauce. You know, I had to put her in her place in front of her own parents. You know, that's what happens when you try and step up. Stone, I have not had the chance to wrestle yet. My biggest fear is that Stone would pee on me since Stone's a dog and try and claim me as his own. Uh, Robbie Reeves, I he was actually supposed to be in the scramble in which I returned at Emporium at uh, Freelance Wrestling Bumps, uh, and he got scared. So he, uh, as soon as an opportunity came up for him to wrestle Isaiah Velasquez in a singles, he took it because he wanted nothing to do with Team Alfonso. Okay, trust me. And then he goes and he tries to get a booking, and he does get a booking at Three Legacies Wrestling in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And guess what? I get booked there too, and we actually wrestled one on one. And I beat him clean in the center of the ring as well. You can find that match on YouTube somewhere, I believe. So that guy, man, if you look at him, look at his face, his voice. There's a reason he's on so early on the shows because he's got a bedtime and he's got to be home, you know, to meet that bedtime. He's such a he's literally a, a child. It's so funny. He's got terrible taste in music, too. He's like only 18 or 19. So, yeah, he basically is. a child. Yeah, but he looks like he's about 12 and he acts about four. <laughs> you mentioned Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So uh, did you get to see Amish country at all while you're out there? Uh, no, I got out of there as soon as I could. I was terrified. <laughs> too many, too many mountains, too much. <laughs> we went to a, we went to a Wawa and that was about it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wawa. Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah. place you got to go if you're out that way. Yes, exactly. Those mountains are scary, especially when you drive through the mountains. It's like nothing yes. but lights. And then mm -hmm. as soon as you get it, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to turn left or else you're going to drive off this cliff and die. It's right. terrifying. Yeah. During our summer vacation, my wife and I drove through Tennessee, the mountains, mm -hmm. and foggy that day, too. It was like, oh, my God. Oh. That's scary. It's like, ooh. But it was oh, kind yeah. of a cool it started, experience. It started raining, time. too. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Storm Grayson. He's been making mm -hmm. spark as freelance world champion after a lengthy run as freelance underground independent champion. And he's even been embracing the hate lately as well. And you had a match with him about a year and a half ago at Freelance Underground. So what do you make of his remarkable run and the transformation of his personality? Uh, you know, I've actually gotten, I've had the chance to wrestle Storm twice. I wrestled him previously at Hot Sauce Fest. That was 2022, I believe. The summer 2022, that was for the Freelance and uh, freelance championship and underground independent championship. I came up short, whatever reason it was, who knows. And then I wrestled storm only for the independent championship. And fun fact, that was actually my last match before I took time off to recover. 
And, you know, that really left a sour taste in my mouth that I wasn't able to come out with a victory and with a championship. But, you know, that's just a testament to how good Storm is. Now, you know, the fans have their own opinion on whatever. You can love people. You can hate people. It never bothers me whether people boo me, which they always do, or cheer me, which they never do. So the fact that it's taken Storm this long to just embrace the hatred, you know, shows me maybe that he was trying to be the good guy for as long as he could. And then everybody eventually reaches a breaking point. Me personally, I love this new storm. This new storm is way better than the old storm. That new entrance music, fire. It's amazing. The new look, the new attitude, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think the love in the last couple of years and in recently with the transformation over the last few number of months, I love the intensity and his promos have gotten so much better. He's a top-tier mm. guy. I mean, this this is the guy I've been saying needs to be signed over the last couple of years. I think it's going to happen in 2024. I honestly do. Oh, for sure. I mean, we we all hope so. Honestly, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Especially if, if, if Storm's gone, you know, I can get these belts back, you know, since I already lost twice. <laughs> Not even back, just win them. I've never even had them. Yeah, so long-term goals, obviously you want a title shot again and you want to win a title, like whether it's the Freelance Underground Independent Championship or the Freelance Legacy title or even the Freelance World Championship. Uh, yeah, you know, I already have a belt, the black belt. It's pretty cool. I earned it, but I wouldn't mind getting more belts, you know, whether they be on my shoulders or on my waist, just, you know, really stack it up because, you know, you can only have so many participation trophies in the Team Alfonso Dojo before you get some, you know, gold hanging up there. Uh, so I think a good place to start would be the independent title, but, you know, it's not necessarily up to me. Part of it is I got to put in the work. I got to show everybody who Alfonso Gonzalez is at Freelance Underground why he's changed he's gotten better stronger and why i deserve a third opportunity to go after that independent title as of right now we got chico suave big moron looking with hair like a chia pet you know running around with his independent title who I, honestly what's more independent than a team of one you know it writes itself yeah, uh, but you know that for me personally, that's way further in the future. There's a lot of stuff I got to do ahead of time before we get there. And coming up, Freelance Wrestling kicks off its 2024 schedule with Freelance Rhapsody on Saturday night, January the 13th at Logan Square Auditorium on the northwest side of Chicago. There's Storm Grayson defending his Freelance World Championship versus heavyweight hustle Kelvin Tankman. That's the guy that had a year and a half reign as Freelance Underground Champion. That's going to be an amazing match. And there's going to be another wild scramble with the return of Trevor Outlaw, as we hadn't seen him in a few months in Freelance. And then we have Matt Nix versus Craig Mitchell. And Mitchell now will be accompanied by the nefarious James Russo. And you... Team Alfonso, Alfonso Gonzalez, will be taking on Dan the Dad. That should be a fun little match as well. So I'm looking forward to checking that out on the 13th. So what do you think about Dan the Dad? Dan the Dad, look, you can pretend to be a dad. You can call yourself a dad. I'll tell you what, you're not my dad, okay? If you were, I'd put you in your place. You know, I'd, I'd get revenge for everything you've done to me in my upbringing. And a little factoid, actually, at an Emporium show... I've already wrestled Dan the dad before and I beat him clean in the center of that ring. Dan wants revenge. That's fine. He can come and get it. I've only gotten better. I've been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of people complain about their daddy issues, you know, to get prepared for this matchup here. So I think I'm ready. 
And speaking of belts, you have your black belt, but he has his belt on his uh, cards, and he'll take the belt off and just start spanking you with it if you get out of line. If he spanks me, you better hope I don't like it. I've <laughs> I've been spanked so much, I'm pretty sure I got a callus, you know, that like that's built up. I'm pretty sure I'm ready for it. If not, I'm gonna have to like do this old trick I would do when I was little and just wear a ton of underwear and pretend like it hurt. <laughs> All right, so you've been doing this for a few years now. So who are some of your dream opponents? Ooh, dream opponents. Well, I'd say number one, number one might be a tie. Definitely between Isaiah Velasquez and uh, Mustafa Ali, because those two, I would say, are the people that have taught me the most when it comes to wrestling. Uh, and they're both, uh, they're both the trainers that I feel like have taught me the most. So I would personally love to do that. Other people out there, Warhorse is a big one. Dan Housen is a big one. Coda Hernandez in a singles match, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like every time Coda's on a show as of late, he steals it, you know. Oh. He really, you know, I mean, stealing is just natural for him, you know. He's a thug, he's a gangster. So it only makes sense that he started stealing shows. Any member of Bang and Matthews in a singles match would be great. Robbie Reeves would be another great one to do in Illinois trying to think about it. you know it's funny every time we say anybody asks this question i always remember people way later and then it like bothers me that i didn't say it but as of now i think those are the only ones that really come to mind uh obviously ali is like the big dream like actual dream everybody mm-hmm. else seems more attainable at this time you know i'd have to get much better before i'd even come close to wrestling someone like ali but Honestly, I'd have to get better to wrestle a lot of those people. Those guys are great. They put in all the work, and it clearly shows off in their work. So, And Ali's been dropping by the uh, Freelance Wrestling Academy quite a bit lately. So what is it like to just kind of sit under his learning tree with the experience that he has? Uh, Ali's amazing. He, Ali's, uh, Ali's a great dude. Nobody can outwork him. It's crazy. He tries to get like us students to like get him going. And nobody can really keep up. Maybe a couple people can for a little bit, but for like his pace, his uh, technique and form is like unmatchable. So much wisdom from that man. You learn so much every class he has, stuff you wouldn't even think about or comprehend in wrestling. But as soon as he puts it out in his own words or whatever, it just clicks with you instantly. So we're honestly spoiled to have him at this school. Shout out Freelance Wrestling Academy. Follow it on Instagram at the FW Academy. So we're spoiled. Like we couldn't ask for a better trainer. And that's not taking away from the other three trainers. We have Isaiah, Kylie and uh, GPA. They also teach us so much every day on, and they genuinely care about their students, you know, learning the craft and getting better and getting the students to where they want to be for their own personal goals in wrestling. That is quite an amazing group of talent teaching at that school. Oh, I'm just blown away. Oh yeah, for sure. It's wild. Sometimes Coda Hernandez will do a seminar on how to jack cars. It's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like one I need to uh attend at some point. <laughs> I know it's it's weird because he always demonstrates on mine. It's it's very odd. And then I find like these substances in the back that aren't mine that I can't get pulled over with. <laughs> All right, Alfonso, let's go ahead and share your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, and upcoming events. Oh, for sure. Follow me on Instagram 
at the Alfonso underscore G. And I believe Twitter is just at the Alfonso G or team Alfonso. One of the two, I never remember any of my social media handles. It's pretty wild. MySpace page coming soon. If you want to buy any of my shirts, go on pro wrestling Look up Alfonso Gonzalez. I'm the only one there. You'll see me with my purple headband looking super serious, you know, real tough guy upcoming shows. Like we already talked about earlier, I will be at Freelance Rhapsody early January. Ego Pro Wrestling is running a show in January as well. Co-running it with Navarro Farms. Come out to that. It's for a great cause. Also coming up, uh, you may have seen the teaser already, Run the Ropes. In March, second ever Freelance Wrestling Academy show at 3800 North Milwaukee Ave. I was able to do commentary. Yes, I was able to do commentary for the first one but I was not able to wrestle there. So I'm very much looking forward to get to wrestle at the Academy. And in March as well at the Forge in Joliet, March 16th, I believe EO pro wrestling will be running its first official show under just the ego pro banner. I will be there. That's a little bit of a sneak peek. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I will be there. That looks like a really loaded show as well. Uh, you got Trevor Outlaw, you got Sierra. I, I believe Bang and Matthews are also booked for that show. And obviously, Ego yeah. might be doing something as well. So, you know, Maybe. that's I hope so. He only made himself the biggest person right in the center of the poster. Talk about <laughs> being subtle. As if the name Ego Pro Wrestling wasn't subtle enough, he's got to put himself right in the center. Well, it is uh, his hometown. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And Coda is on the show as well. Yep. That red-hot Coder Hernandez, yes. Uh, I know yeah. you've talked about him a little bit during the program, but, yeah, he's one of those guys, too, that has really come along the last six months or so. Yeah, I hope so. He's only a 10-year vet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alfonso, thank you once again for coming on Windy City Slam, and Happy New Year. Hey, thanks for having me, and Happy New Year to you as well. Always fun to have a great conversation with Alfonso Gonzalez. So glad to see him back in the ring after dealing with that soldier surgery and the recovery from it. He's an entertaining fellow and his match with Dan the Dad coming up at Freelance Rhapsody in the next week or so is going to be an outstanding match. Two great and fun entertaining personalities in the ring at the same time. It's going to steal the show. All right, next week, we're going to recap Rocket Pro Wrestling's resolution with our special correspondent, Tony Gabagool. Plus, we welcome a special first-time guest. He's the first and only freelance Triple Crown champion, and you've seen him at Second Wrestling and Freelance Underground, and he's part of Fox's new game show, The Floor. He's wrestling veteran, Darren Corbin. You can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. <laughs>